Hey, welcome back. And I am so excited to dive into this series with you, this wrapping up 2022 and diving into 2023. I have a three-day workshop coming up in January 9th through 12th to get on this, to get the information about it. Um, I'm going to start posting it on Facebook and specifically in our Facebook group. So if you want to get into that, it's going to be three days of, um, and it'll be just about an hour, hour, 90 minutes, where we're just going to set up 2023 in a a fresh way, not in a one that's like, let's make resolutions and let's do this and all the things we're going to do, but we're going to, we're going to decide how we want the year to go. And I have some tools for you, so don't miss it. But today we're going to dive more into what we can do now to prepare for 2023. So listen in. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy, and I'm your host. Last week, we started a a series that I... um, I'm really enjoying this series. This is something that I've decided to do for myself. And I was like, you know what? So many people have asked me how to really be present, how to really do things. And one of the things that we can do is really take advantage of where we are and what we're doing right now. As we say goodbye to 2022, which by now, Typically, I am so focused on getting holiday stuff done and doing all the things that I feel like I'm already behind in starting 2021 and that I can't really accomplish anything else. 2023, not 2021. I'm already behind in starting 2023. And I kind of throw in the towel a little bit about 2022 saying, okay, we just we just get by. We just do it. We just go. And so this, and I have all these grand ideas about what's going to happen next year. Forgetting the fact that I have, we have like five more weeks of 20, um, 2022, we have five more weeks. And that's a lot of time. That's a lot of time just to say, oh, forget it. I will, um, I will do, I'll worry about that next year. And so one of the things is, um, one of the things is new year, new you. I don't think so. The thing is, how many times do we set all these new expectations? These set these giant like resolutions that the new year, new, I'm going to step into all of these habits. I'm going to do these things that really will, I know 
are the key to unlocking my success, my happiness, my joy, my peace, all these things that I know that if I would have this habit, if I would just go work out or if I just eat healthier, cut out the soda, cut out the caffeine, um, stop the sugar, all these things, we'll do it in the new year. We put so much pressure and then mid-January and how many of us are at the gym mid-January? Um, not many, very many. Like, And I can typically go about, if it's something that I really want, I would say about two to three months on a resolution, on a saying that I can, like, this is what I want. The problem with a lot of the resolutions is we have this big picture, but we don't actually create a vision around it. We don't actually look at what the new year, new you looks like. And so here we are, we have five weeks, four weeks, however many, we still have a couple of weeks left of 2022 before we have to say goodbye and go into 2023. And so today I just want to look, well, last week we talked about gratitude and I, I told you, like, we forget, we forget so much to have that gratitude for ourselves, to thank ourselves for what we're doing and um, what we're able to achieve, what we're able to create. So I hope that you took that challenge and you really sat down for an uncomfortable moment and gave things for you, how God created you, why God created you, the purpose he handed you. And with that, you may not, you're like, there's more that goes into it. You may say, well, Tammy, I don't know my purpose. Let's set all that aside and just be grateful for who you are right now, what you're creating, what you're doing. And then today's episode, we're going to dive in a little bit to what is the next step after we're grateful for ourselves. And we have this idea of this new year, new you. Many, many times that is my, that, you know, I'm going to, it's new year. I got it. I'm going to do this. And I really think that that sets us up for heartache and for challenge and for some, for a hard crash landing because we really need a new you. I don't think so. In fact, I know so. I, we don't need a new you. We need you to clear all the clutter, clear all of the expectations, clear all of the noise that's surrounding you and really get back to you. Uncover, discover, and identify who you are and what do you want. And I would say you can do this by taking some time today. After you've done the gratitude, and you write down all the amazing things that you've accomplished, all the amazing things that you've done, you've created for these memories and experiences for your family, all of the kids you've gotten here and there, all of the meals you've gotten on the table, whether it's takeout, delivery, or you know, made from scratch, whatever it is, you made it happen. You did what you had to do. So what parts did you really enjoy? So take some time, and when you look at it, what parts that's what parts of that do you enjoy what parts of the things that you did are you proud of what parts light you up i enjoy baking bread that is something that i started several years ago well maybe five or six seven years ago maybe and i'm still enough so i have like 
a few bread recipes that I make over and over. Um, but Hey, if they're winners, why would you, you know, I don't have time to learn all these new techniques and things. I really enjoy the baking the, the, that, that loaf and having the experience and my family always looks forward to it. So that's one of the things that I looked at and I'm like, well, I'm grateful I can do that. I'm grateful that I like doing that. And I enjoy baking bread. That's something that I would like to do. In fact, I was like, maybe that actually could be a hobby. I have done that enough and I enjoy it enough that I could maybe stretch my skills a little bit and practice. And it would be a good way to like, we don't need to eat all the bread that I make um, against popular beliefs. Um, we can, it's something I can do and I can give my bread away. I can do different things with it, but I really enjoy it. What did you do this year that you really enjoy and why do you enjoy it? And for me, it came down to the fact that I get to make it from scratch. I know what's in it and my people love it. It is like that combination of not only am I serving my people well, then I'm giving them good, good ingredients, but I also enjoy the time that it, that, cause I have to stay focused on it. I have to, I, I, I get to like be enveloped in the experience while I'm baking it. So I don't miss an ingredient. Um, so I don't, so I can need it for so long. Well, I can't use my hands for anything else. I can't, so I can just be. And so when I recognize that, why do I like it? What areas of my life does it hit that I enjoy? And why does that mean something to me? And I really started looking at it and it, it went down to taking the, taking care of my people. And it's something like I get to use, I get to say, I started from start to finish and, um, and it makes me feel proud to do that. It's a small project. Sometimes it's overnight. Sometimes it's within one day, whatever it is, start to finish. And then it's, I can gift it to the people around me. With that, what is it? What's something that you did this in 2022? What's something that you did that you enjoyed? Do you enjoy taking your kids to sports? I do. I, I enjoy my kids playing sports. Taking them is one of the, one of the other things that come with it, right? Like you have to get them there. Um, gone are the days that we rode our bike to sports back in the you know 80s and 90s. We have to go cross town. We have to go late at night. We have, I mean, all hours. But if you really do enjoy watching your kids play sports, how can you bring that experience? How can you really center in and enjoy that? What part of it makes you happy? For me, watching my kids excel at something that I know this is not something I can do for them. They have to want it and they have to go for it. And they're learning all the skills of team development and camaraderie and how to win well and how to lose well. And for me, I can see the character development in them. And I, I love to, to see them physically exert themselves and push themselves to see if they can go a little bit more. So with that, how can I bring more of that into 2023? Those feelings, not necessarily driving my kids more, but seeing what they, like I get a thrill out of watching them succeed. And so 
while they're doing this, how can I blend that into, well, schoolwork or into different areas of our life? Um, and, and see with that, what else really went well and why? And this exercise that I'm asking you to do is really, we're getting to down to the bottom of what we really enjoy and why. We're getting down to the bottom of the things that we do. Why do we do them? Why do we go and take our kids to sports? Why do we make home-cooked meals? Why do we, um, I have friends who um, make clothes or these beautiful blankets or napkins or different things and, or, or cards. Like, why do we do these things? Instead of just, it makes us feel good. Because that's, sure, that that's great. But when push comes to shove and we don't feel like feeling good, how is that going to encourage us to keep going? If you understand what, like, what the purpose, what that next level is and why, then you can pull yourself up. And you can say, no, I, I've done this before and this is what I get out of it. And when you do that, it, you start to understand yourself better. Which, why wouldn't we want to understand why we were created differently? What is it about us? Why is it that some people can make like home-cooked meals every night and I struggle to get it done twice a week? Or... Why is it that someone's house is always spotless and mine is cluttered? Or why does it feel like someone else has more time to do things and I feel like I'm just surviving? And it comes down to really what do we value? And a good way to start with that is understanding why we do the things we do. The good and the bad. When we procrastinate, we get something out of it. There's something there. Otherwise, we wouldn't keep doing it. It gives us that freedom of excuses. It gives us that, well, I, I just have so many things to do. Or um, we're afraid that if we go for what we want, we'll be, we'll be portrayed as arrogant or confident or, um, or, you know, not or overly confident or more. We're just too much. Or that our friends and family are going to look down and say, well, who do you think you are? But the thing is, when we ask ourselves that question of who do you think you are, you don't deserve this. We are actually putting a cap and we're taking away some of the valuable elements that God's created in you. When we don't look at why is this so important to us and why do we like it, then we're taking away that those, the depth that God's created in us and that special gift that he has for us to give the world. Every one of us have a gift. Every one of us has a gift. Every one of us, you, you have a gift to give the world. It doesn't have to be on stage. It doesn't have to be on, it doesn't have to be a grand proportion. Um, I, I have a shirt that says um, something to the effect of some of our biggest accomplishments are our greatest purpose and might not be what we do, but who we raise. And I fully believe that it may not even be someone you raise. It may be someone who you can influence. It could be somebody you encourage. 
but why do you encourage them? What allows you to do that? Explore that. If you like to sit and you like to meet people and, and just hear their story, what part of that excites you? Because there's an element there. If you like to work with your hands, why is that? There's elements there. So as you go this week, and I'd like you to sit down and, and think about it for the last year, what are some of the big things or things that you've enjoyed doing or things that are important to you? And try to figure out why. Because this whole idea of new, you, new year, new you, it hasn't worked before and it's not gonna work now. First of all, it's because I don't believe we need a new you. I think we need to clear the clutter. I think we need to clear all of the expectations, clear the noise that is blocking us from seeing the real you. Pulling all of those, those barriers and those protections down so that way when we can see you, see the gifts that God's given you and see how you bring joy to the world. And nothing excites God more than his, than his children succeeding. And why wouldn't he want us to succeed? If we all are working towards being like Christ, then we are going to be more generous, more compassionate, more kind, more loving, more forgiving, more graceful. In order to know that, to see that, we have to start understanding how he made us. Then we can see how we can use our gifts in those in that way. And so instead of thinking this new you, new, new year, new you idea, think about, okay, what makes me, me? What, what do I value? What drives me? Why do I do what I do? Why do I talk to strangers? Why do I help the bagger bag extra bag the things instead of just waiting for them to do it? Why do I have this, feel this urge to pray for someone that I don't even know? How, why, why do I feel called to serve in different capacities? Ask yourself and ask God that. What do I get out of it? What does it, and, and not in a altruist, like a altruistic, is that a, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Not in a altruistic way of where it matters to just, to boost my ego. But why does it matter that I show up as me? What do I bring to the table? How do I help people be seen? And how do I help people in their struggle? Because I know you do. I know you. there's multiple people, multiple of you who have listened to this and, and have brought encouragement to me. Why is that important that you do it? Why is it that we connect with people? Why is it that we feel like we're missing out or we need to reshape our entire character in order to be someone whose God can use? Or why do we feel like we're not good enough the way we are instead of just saying, okay, let's look at who I am and what strengths I have. I don't need to create a new me. I need to unveil me. I need to set in and just be a bold me. What could that look like for you? And what pressure does that take off if you get to ask, wake up every morning and say, okay, how do I show up as my best self today? Instead of 
what habits and what do I need to do in order to be who I want to be? Oh, I, I didn't get to the gym today. But look at what you did do. The more we put these expectations and these like hard lines of I'm going to go to the gym nine days a week and I'm going to um, eat healthy four times a day and I'm going to, you know, all of these things that are unrealistic. I know there's seven days in a week. But my point is we put these hard lines and don't give ourselves any grace and every any movement in there, any flexibility or forgiveness in there. But if we get to wake up every morning and say, okay, this is what I have going on. How do I show up as my best self? I wake up in the morning and realize, okay, we're at a basketball tournament all day. How do I show up as my best you know, mom supporter of my daughter? I wake up and I have house to clean and it's because we have people coming over. Okay, how do I show up and get the things done that I need to get done, get it basically clean, you know, and, and then get to experience and enjoy having the company over? How do I show up as my best self instead of worrying about trying to be like so-and-so, trying to have a picture-perfect house, trying to have picture-perfect kids, trying to have a picture-perfect outfit. If you show up as your best self, you're giving, you're giving them your best. If we get in the habit of doing that every day, instead of trying to be our new self, we'll see. We can naturally remove things, remove the noise, and add those habits and add those um, elements that we now have space for, we have margin for, and we have, we see the purpose for them. We can add those. And with that, we can clearly and confidently step into and see our identity. We can discover it, we can reclaim it, we can restore it. And if you've never actually experienced the real you before, we get to create it. We get to see how God made you. We get to see how he knitted you together and see what your strengths are. This is not something that can be done overnight. This is not something that you need to feel guilty about. Oh, I've, I haven't been my best self for the last you know, 10 years. Today is the day. Today is the moment that you decide what is your best self and show up. The great part about being your best self is every day as you grow, you get to reinvent that naturally, not forcefully. If you are not able to be who you want to be, but you show up as your best self right now, tomorrow, you're going to be a little bit further along to being who you really want to be. And you don't have to worry about all these other things that we need to add, all these other things we need to do, all these other things that are outside of us. We get to come from within. We get to see how God knitted us, how he created us, how he loves us. And then we get to show up as that. Show up with the confidence that we are supported and we're loved and that we're chosen and that we have a gift and we have a purpose. And so instead of thinking new year, new me, I think I get today to, to show up as my best self, whatever that may look like for you today. And as you go, like keep a journal. Like, what does it mean today to be your best self? I'm a big proponent of writing things down, which I know if you've listened to the podcast any length of time, you know that. But write it down and give yourself that, that list of evidence of you becoming your best self. 
with that, we're going to continue this series for another couple of weeks, I believe. Um, I also have a couple interviews coming up that I think that you guys would really enjoy. Um, and I'm excited to share that with you. I hope you liked the last interview, the last two weeks with Mindy. Um, Mindy is is great. And um, there's a lot of things that her and I, we, we see so eye to eye together, just that the idea of and, and we can get the life we want. I am excited. 9 through 11, January, I'm doing a three-day challenge. I will, it'll be, just show up as you are. And we're going to start to discover like steps to starting the new year right. And I know you're like, Tammy's not even December yet. Well, actually it will be by the time you listen to this. It'll already be December. So January, you know, it's just a, a moment, a blink away. But if you're interested, get onto my Facebook group. That's where the information will go first. Then it'll go into my, um, it'll go into my mailing list. And man, to tell you what God's put on my heart for this next year, to tell you what God has been doing in me and with the idea that this is not just for me, that this is to share. And even the la- the sermon yesterday was talking about how you're supposed to share the good things that God's done for you. And with that, to realize that there's nothing special about me, why he did this for me um, and he wouldn't do it for you. But what it's what I want you to see, what I want you to hear is the fact that he is so good no matter what. And so that's seven through, no, nine through 11. Um, but to get information, get onto my Facebook group and let's start talking. Uh, let's start talking about this idea of the new year, new you. And how did that, how has that been holding you back? Thinking that you need to reinvent yourself, that you need to come, at, you know, get rid of who you think you are now. Just shut it all and create somebody else, create an alter ego or create, how has that held you back? How does that make you feel guilty about not achieving your dreams? Let's talk about that in the Facebook group. And with that, I am so excited. If you are interested, if you want to, if this touched your heart and you want to go deeper, you want to talk about the challenge or you want to talk and the challenge is, is free. So come everybody, just bring your friends, bring your old friends and let's just spend some time together um, looking at intentions for 2023. But I encourage you, let's go, if you're ready to go deeper and you want to see what's possible, you want to see what accountability can bring, what having a coach versus a cheerleader, a coach versus a friend, um, what it could do for you, reach out, get onto my website, schedule your call and let's talk because I'm telling you 2022 and 2023 are going to be exciting years. We're going to end this year strong and we're going to start next year um, in, in such a positive way that we know that 2023 can be our best year. With that friend, I will say choose joy until joy chooses you. Bye for now.